Welcome everybody to the Landsmeet Roundtable, my new experimental interview-based podcast. And today, we're going to talk about the state of Dragon Age in 2021. I think this is going to be the perfect outro to 2021. But also, if you're listening in the new year, it'll be a perfect intro just on the current state of, you know, the current experiences of what we've had in 2021 with Dragon Age and where we're going to go from here on out. But just getting a lot of perspectives on the 2021 in terms of how Bioware have treated the community, you know, news pieces we're going to go through, you know, just just some hot takes and what, we, what we've really what we really want to talk about, what we've really got to say on Dragon Age. So, yeah, we've got Marshall. Yeah, that's me. We've got Chris. Hey, hey, hey. We're excited to introduce Megan. Hello. And I'm super excited to introduce Sid. Hi. Hey. How are we all doing, folks? I'm doing really good. Good. Yeah, I've yeah, got good vibes and tea. Awesome, can't awesome. Complain, can't complain. Let's yep. just kick this off, folks. So, what's our current opinion on Dragon Age? Uh, you know, it's December right now, just before Christmas. How are we feeling about Dragon Age at the moment? You know, there's been a lot of new news with Matthew Goldman, single-player pivots, you know, removal of live service, removal of multiplayer, a lot of departures. How are we, how are we feeling about Dragon Age right now? Has your opinion changed on Dragon Age this year? Uh, I feel like Dragon Age news is like a constant whiplash like sometimes we'll get really good things and then sometimes we'll get something really really worrying yeah and it's just constant emotional whiplash yeah it's Um, either one extreme or the other i think i've always tried to remain optimistic and i think that's why i really enjoy jack's content because but the 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 problem is that sometimes it's kind of getting a little hard to keep yeah. up that yeah. absolutely and i think that's God. why we're all here today i think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, yeah uh, it's been easy to have a pretty consistent opinion of dragon age as a franchise all the way up until this year when you know we opened up the year being rocked by hudson and dara yeah uh, yeah right. and then we like we're like knee deep into the new year and then we get a new schreier article saying that the entire scope of the game changes and yeah. then we just don't get news for the rest of the year aside from departures and concept art and it's been this weird like step the only thing i think that we got this year that was good news not that concept art isn't good news but it's just no news yeah right it's just it's it's a nothing but like the only good news we got is that dragon age 4 is going to be a focused single player game yeah Mm -hmm. And but also that was that was coupled with by the way the heads of bioware are leaving so yeah yeah. And yeah. also everything that we had planned for Dragon Age 4's scope has to be completely retooled. Completely yeah. overhauled, yeah. yeah. So um, that yeah. was great. At the same time, it started a, a uh, like just a path of like downward spiral of like, and then they left, and then this person left, and then, uh, well, here's a piece of concept art, and then they left, yeah. and then the creative director left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think this year in particular has been a lot more cheer, like dreary than the other, oh, yeah. um, more like empty Dragon Age years. I call it a Dragon Age year. It's kind of silly, but um, <laughs> because like last year was so jam packed. I it's mean, fantastic. we had comics, we had a book, we had all mm-hmm. these different like little tidbits at different game shows and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. wow. We had a trailer last year, didn't we? Yeah, we, we had multiple like, trailers. Yeah. We had so like, two trailers like, and a tease. Huh. Yeah. 
it's just made it a lot more it's not bad necessarily but it feels bad i guess in comparison if that it's, makes it's like sense. it's like an omen you know yeah like a, i mean like yeah. none, of, none of us i think it's important to get across none of us are like mad at the devs or like no, are blaming no, them for no, anything no, no. It seems like it seems like it's been a pretty turbulent year for the studio there's a lot of leads that have either shuffled around or outright left the studio and had to, and we've had to find replacements like yeah. of course they wouldn't have a lot of time to put together like a showcase trailer yeah yeah, yeah like also, at the end of it all we don't know scary. exactly what's going on in yeah. there we're not like best buddies with the devs but no well no well, no it is a little bit yourself. concerning <laughs> oh yeah you know one time one time one time karen weeks I, I, I told her that her dog has a cool name. She <laughs> responded to me, so like we're best bros now. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, for man. me, as uh, viewing it, you know, holistically, I have a Google Doc of about 50, 60 pages of news that just tracked since 2015 of every single insight. The thing about last year was it felt like there was a marketing campaign for Dragon Age 4. Mm-hmm. You know, we had yes. every possible show last year ea play gamescom and game awards the three major ones i know you've got pax east pax west but the three major ones bioware had a presence there and then this year it's gone from mark Dara, casey hudson leaving and i'm not saying that there's any correlation there but then nothing silence and it's, it's right. like there's a shift of actually we're maybe delaying the game we don't want to start marketing in 2021 just yet which is obviously fine but there's this weird misconception of actually last year felt like we were, this this year was going to be full on talking about Dragon Age, seeing a little bit of gameplay, getting a title, but it's been none of that, and that's it's been the, the weirdest time. shift. Yes, absolute silence. Yeah. You know, five pieces because... of concept art, which is fine, but because of last year, to tonight's the comics, and I know that they're, they're separate because Dark Horse, right. <laughs> that's separate. Like everything was revving up, like yeah. we were getting in gear to go into or like proper marketing for Dragon Age Four. Yeah, and now it feels. We've had to take uh, like one or two full steps back. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, I'm sorry, we never left pre-production, and it's like, yeah, wait, what? what? Yeah, wait, 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 wait. So why is that? I, mean, I, yeah. I specifically yeah. remember, like, end of last year, after seeing all these trailers, we're like, all right, next year is it. They're yeah, actually gonna absolutely. If you had yes. asked, like, it's you would, actually gonna yes. happen, and then yeah. it was like, nope. And Jack, you still have an eight-year shoe, but <laughs> no, don't remind everybody. If you, um, <laughs> if you had asked me last game awards after we got that um cg trailer yeah. where what we would have seen by the time the next game awards came around i would have told you we would have definitely known the title and we'd have seen oh, for sure. the first inklings of gameplay yeah and we got nothing <laughs> we yeah. got absolutely nothing even on on dragon age day we got two short stories which were good yeah. I, I enjoyed them. Yeah, definitely, and I, I, it definitely uh, makes me think we're going to have a more Teletassi companion in the next game. Oh, yeah. um, but also, I think we figure out when the next game is going to take place based on yeah, nine fifty two nine fifty two dragon potentially. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. Oh it, no! It, it, w- it was two short stories and like a fun little thank you letter to the the community. The community, which is yeah. awesome. But last yeah. year, and look, and I know it's you know you shouldn't compare. But I am. And last year we had, okay, we're going to be at the Game Awards. We've got a note from the executive producer. And we've got a few things to say about the next Dragon Age from, um, what was he called? I think it was a studio director at the time. And it was uh, Christian Daly. And that was just substance. A bit, you know, hi guys. 
Super excited to be working on Dragon Age. We're going to be create the best one yet. And we're really passionate about what we're working on. And that's just nice. It's news. It's a nice message to give to the fans. As opposed to, we're still working on this single player Dragon Age game. It's in the works. And we're going to talk about it next year. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Talking talk is... About it, yeah. Talk about it. Like, what does that mean? Are we going to get a blog post at the end of next year being like, okay, Dragon Age 4's, you know, still single. Like, like you know, they're not going to... Like, I, the, the word there... You know, I know you shouldn't read too much into it, but I would like it to be. We're gonna see the game, and I get it. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe this year was a reaction to last year of them showing too much off that they didn't want us to have set expectations. Maybe I saw a lot of people in the community not liking the fact that we only saw little small teas, that we only saw behind I, the scenes content. But I don't know. If I the fandom that. loved it. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. really loved it, yeah. and also uh, doing everything to nothing doesn't really make sense in terms mm, of like mm. a marketing order yeah and also like if once you start the ball rolling if you go radio silent that sets up red flags for anybody who's paying attention to the ip mm -hmm. yeah even if even if everything's fine it gives the appearance that something is wrong mm -hmm. yeah yeah it, it just doesn't give off good vibes at all for what possibly might be going on within the company because right. if you you guys are raring to go yeah. And you end off the year with this huge, like, not huge, but, like, big CG trailer show, giving inclinations about what the next game is going to be about yeah. and stuff like that, which we hadn't seen a, anything about the game for, like, two years at that point. Yeah. And that is your finisher for the end of the year. And then you're, and we're, everyone in the fandom's like, oh, shit, yeah. we're going to start seeing some stuff. Absolutely. And then, ab and then we get nothing. Nothing but departures and concept art. And even the stories that did come out were leaked. The single-player pivot was not re revealed by Bioware. Yes, they released yeah. a blog last, you know, on, on Dragon Age Day saying, we are fo focusing on a single-player-focused Dragon Age game. But that story was, re was released by developers who were not able to speak to the press at the time. Which is, so even the good news that's came out hasn't come from Bioware. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't jump on that and go, yep, this is true. This is happening. Like, it might yeah. sound like a little salty, but I feel like in a lot of ways, Bioware is losing their touch with connecting with their community, which was, I think, a big draw. Like, if you compare yeah. Bioware games and the way that the Bioware devs approach their community with, like, say, like the Elder Scrolls, Todd Howard is like a meme. Like, <laughs> um, like the, 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 the devs in a lot of other companies are just like kind of okay you make the game um no one really talks to them there isn't really yeah. uh a sense of like a community that also involves the developers sure. um but i think that it's it's really nice that the way that the dragon age community works is like especially yeah. with like dragon age day a lot of the devs reach out yeah, and they offer absolutely. like autographed things for charity and i think that's really nice but also with the whole thing that like a lot of things are being leaked it's probably coming from like higher up the ladder but it does feel kind of strange yeah. that yeah. we're kind of being denied these things that you know we would be happy about these things oh like for the, sure the switch single player yeah single player if they had told people that flat out oh my god that would have been a great move absolutely for, like, the amount of if they turned and said like hey we're, we're we hear you uh and we're making like an official statement that this right. is just single player because yeah. we know our players that would have restored even like a, a lot of naysayers beliefs instead what we yeah. got was it leaking and it looked like bioware was hot with their pants down mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
and and oh, they didn't make anything to clean it up. Yeah. about a scope change immediately following the announcement of leaving two heads or two heads leaving. That goes from like one of the most incredible, lovely pieces of news we could have gotten to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! What's happening? Yeah. Oh God! Oh yeah. God! Oh fuck! Oh no! And, oh yeah! And that's where it gets me thinking. Okay, has this game? Is this game going through another reboot? Are the managers oh. trying to shift into something? Because we got so much last year, and then we have the single-player pivot. That's great news, yet it's not talked about, and we're not seeing any much of the game other than concept art. Like maybe they've they're pulling it the lid back. I don't know. Is it, is it going for a reboot? I don't know. And then with these departures. It makes it worse. What is going on? Mark Derek, Casey Hudson left. I assume they knew about the single-player reboot. If developers were fighting for it, they left in December. The pivot was in February, but it did say that it was in made in advance. Let me read. Let me read the actual quote. Video game publisher Electronic Arts has made a major pivot on the next game in the popular Dragon Age series, allowing the developers to remove all planned multiplayer co- components from the game, according to people familiar with the project. Next Dragon Age, which doesn't yet have an official title or release date, had previously been designed with a heavy multiplayer component. Said the people who asked not to be named because they were not authorized to speak to the press. In recent months, it has transformed into a single-player only game after EA was stung by a recent multiplayer flop. So she. Surely, Casey Hudson and Mark Darren knew about it, yet they left right. anyway, which is a worry. I mean, it's, so, it's possible. It's possible. So, what at the beginning of the year, I was very optimistic about this, especially yeah, because Darren was in March, wasn't he? Yeah, Darren Dar- Dar- left on February 5th, something like that. Oh, okay. So he well, would have seen the pivot. Right. He would have been overseeing the transition. He was yeah. there when the yeah. new, uh, what was Darren? Right. Christian was Daly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he would have been there to help oversee the transition. And the way that I was reading it at the start of the year was, oh, okay, so this is this marks the end of a point in production. Yes, yeah. a milestone. We, yeah, we, have, uh, we were talking about this last year. We were yeah. talking about how we thought it was probably a vertical slice that had been finished. Yeah, yeah. Uh, section of the game uh, created to be a demonstration of every single one of the game's primary elements. If there's like a market system, you want to show that off. If there's tr- uh, unique travel, like flight or something, you want to show that off. Combat, dungeon crawling, city exploration, dialogue, romance. If you want yeah. to show off all of the big selling points of your game in one big vertical slice that is not necessarily indicative of anything or of like any one section of the game, but it's trying to get across the feel of the whole game. That's like, that felt so right to me. I was so certain that's what happened. And then just nothing yeah just nothing i I remember back when all this news came out and we were discussing this we were so sure that this is the case like this is actually not the worst thing in the world to have these guys leave because clearly like they left on their own terms yeah yeah Yeah. they're confident they left on their own terms they made public statements and their departure was celebrated which was a good thing it meant that they were that like at least in not only my eyes, but a lot of other people's eyes, uh, like, I know you guys for sure, that it was seen as they felt confident enough in the direction that the game was going yeah. to decide that, you know what, it's time I retire. And that's what they did. And that's the mindset that I was in when yeah. we were done with the initial shock and we decided to actually dive in and check this stuff out. That's, the, I think that's the conclusion we all came to. Yeah, right. But then we just get nothing. Yeah. And then we get... A different kind of departure. Yes, with the, with, the gold, worst. with yeah. with Goldman, yeah. which was sudden, unexpected, and as of the date of recording this, Goldman has not said anything. Nope, nope, and, and that has yeah. he been replaced by anybody? Yeah, I no, no, nothing. We, we don't even know. Which means that, that it yeah. was almost certainly Firing. it was not yeah. like a planned leave. 
I think he was fired. I'm going to put on like a little bit of tinfoil here. I think he was fired. I I don't know why. Not going to stand up and like defend him because we don't know if he did something wrong. But it could be anything from like HR heard about it or investigated something and he had to be removed from the project all the way to he was trying to get HR to listen about like a problem and they Mm -hmm. wouldn't. And so he stepped down some sort of protest, which seems less likely, but. Or it was something as simple as like EA came in to check on how the game was going and they weren't happy with how Goldman was leading the project. So they fired him. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's yeah. there's just because we have literally nothing to go off of, and there's it literally it could, it could be anything. So we have there's no conclusions we can come to until we get further information. But yeah. we might not even get anything, and I guarantee yeah. you, we, yeah. we will we will not get anything publicly stated. If we're no. going to get anything, it's going to be a leak. And yeah, we would, it's gonna yeah, be yeah, it's going to be a Shrier story in a year's time or a couple of months time of this is why Matthew Goldman left, like we did with Mike Laidlaw. That took. Mm-hmm. How long? Yeah, he left in twenty. Was, he left uh, in yeah, twenty seventeen. Sorry, but the story yeah, was leaked right. in twenty. It was another year. So, are we? You know, what's going to happen with Goldman? And the thing is, like, it just feels a bit weird when Bioware released a blog on Dragon Age Day, and I get it, they're trying to celebrate that, and I get they're trying to respect that. But there's no word on the current creative director who is helming this ship. I know, I get it. They'll be they'll be seeing senior management and they'll be talking to Christian Daly. But who is the creative vision? Who is the one leading this vision? Is it Gary McKay? Who is like the like Bioware should tell us who is the creative director on the next Dragon Age? Like they and I get it. They probably don't have someone at the current moment. Can we talk about Anthem and Andromeda real quick? Of course you can. Yeah. So Andromeda, I think, was like just a shit show. Not only because of the problems with the game, but I think it happened. It was like released at a time where I think those YouTube style rant videos were like yeah. at yeah. their peak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So oh yeah. It was yeah. either people being like Andromeda failure of game because <laughs> developer SJW or, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. And Andromeda yeah. failure of game because face face not look good. And oh bad. yeah, I remember it. SJW's made it that way. All the companions are ugly. That was but, the conspiracy yeah. theory. It was, oh, man. it was, it was a lot, I think. And it was yeah. just the, I, I feel like a lot of media tends to fail really quickly just based on word of mouth nowadays. Like it's not a game, but like the Cowboy Bebop show on yeah. Netflix that got canceled really quickly because of all the like things online. But, yeah, but that was, was bad. But that was bad. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a little well, bit. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did. I did not. <laughs> um, but Andromeda, like, happened at the peak of, like... Right. Andromeda, of, like, regardless, of the, regardless of the actual quality, Andromeda was always going to... It was going to be a high-profile enough thing to uh, attract the attention of all of these guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... Like, Andromeda had a lot going against it because it was, you know, it's diverting from the original trilogy that people already have mixed feelings about. You know, I haven't played the entire thing, but I know, like, some people were really mad about the ending, and now people were probably mad because they're, like, skipping ahead and changing stuff, and they're like, oh no. So, like, it would have had to be, like, superb and amazing, I think, for it to really have done... Yeah. well because it but had a lot and, going against it andromeda was never going to be that because yeah, it was it, never and anthem be. had the same consistent issue which was 
a lack of clear direct vision. creative Ex vision yeah. from yeah. upper management. Exactly. So, and yeah. so Andromeda's vision in the primary or in the early stages, at least as far as we know publicly, it was uh, supposed to be an open galaxy that is procedurally generated. Yeah. Every planet you can land on, and event er and the uh, the system in the game would plant the actual story into these procedurally generated worlds. It would be like uh, how Daggerfall was done in the 90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, love, I love No Man's Sky. <laughs> right. It would be their their goal was to be No Man's Sky but as a Bioware RPG. Yeah. And the technology was not there. The leadership was not there. They did not have basically almost anything to tackle something of that scope or of that scope. Yeah. And the game basically was spinning its wheels all the way until what was it a year and a half before when dara came in and uh everything went from being led by consensus to executive order yeah. this is what we need to do we need to get this game to ship on time yeah we hard cut to anthem where they didn't have the name or the game yeah. name picked. <laughs> yeah. it was called beyond E3. yeah right yeah. it was beyond and they people didn't were know seeing what the that trailer for the first time was. yeah right yeah. they didn't know what the anthem of creation was Fly was put in by an executive or by like a an EA guy, yeah. or at least it was demanded to be put in by an EA person, like mm -hmm. last minute. Like, then make them fly. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> me make them fly. Right, so, I like I like your I like your discount Spartans, but what if they flew? <laughs> yeah. So I'm scared because this is how. Yeah. Andromeda started. This is how Understood. Anthem started. Now we need to talk about what makes Dragon Age 4 different, at least to our knowledge, which is those two were also the products of incredibly rushed, hasty developments. Yeah. And Andromeda, the team, it seems like, was not ready to inherit, or I'm sorry, the the, the leads were not ready to inherit the full team uh, when they were handed them. They had to just, like, find jobs for them for a while until... There was uh there was the documentary Sony released about God of War twenty eighteen. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Raising Kratos. And the Arlog talks about how twenty eighteen's production started years ahead of when it was supposed to, because the team was supposed to have been working on a sci fi shooter uh, game. And then the game was cancelled by Sony upper management, and so suddenly the God of War team inherited the entire staff and they were like, Okay, we don't have jobs for all of you. Uh yeah. And they had to come up with, in the moment, this is what I need you to do. And then once they had actually figured out hard, this is where the game's going, a lot of that had to be uprooted and undone. Right. And that was, there was a similar situation with Anthem and Andromeda, especially because the scopes were constantly changing. With Dragon Age 4, we had two years of pre-production yeah. for Joplin. Morrison had pre-production start basically exactly when... No, I'm sorry. It was about a year, year and a so, half before Anthem. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, so, yeah, yeah, Anthem, yeah, Anthem launched 2019. Pre-production started with a very, very small team in 2018. But that was a very, very... Like, 10 people pre-production. Right, which is yeah. not enough time to, like, really set down clear guidelines for where the production needs to go. Yeah. Or, I guess, it isn't unless you're really willing to, like nail down creatively this is what we need to do right away now our production timelines have changed we're not apparently we're not focusing on crunch as yeah. much anymore or at least we're trying to mitigate it as much as possible which should in theory lead to a better product halo uh the new halo 
Yeah. It was oh. a product. Really intense, really severe crunch, and then the demo was launched or was released, and everybody hated it. And people were saying, "Oh man, Microsoft! You know they bought the Minecraft license, but I didn't know they were gonna put a put a Minecraft graphics and the uh, the Halo." <laughs> oh, no. And, oh no! And and so everybody shout out to was his name Craig Craig the Brute the really <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 and so they took a breath they paused it. And everybody went ahead and they shifted to a reduced crunch model. They gave uh, them like another year and a half to work on it. That led to a much better game. But yeah. can something like that even happen with Dragon Age 4? Yeah. I think yeah. I think the issue is... Anything was publicly shown before they have a solid model. They don't even... Yeah. It's like they have, have a beta model. I think Dragon Age 4 has had an identity crisis for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. Like multiplayer, not... single player, multiplayer, it's winter, and then two different creative directors, and now it's going to be a third one. And I get it, they can still keep that consistent vision with the people who already work there, but still, mm-hmm. that is another creative it's, it's... coming in there and going, actually, this is my vision. And also, the executive said that they want to carry forth their vision. What is their vision for the next Dragon Age game? Because their vision previously was for a multiplayer live service game. And, uh, yeah. It, it's like a, a freshman in college trying to figure out who they are in the world. And then they change their identity in sophomore year, junior year, until senior year, when they finally come to a comfortable decision of who they are as a person. Yeah. I don't know where we are <laughs> in, yeah. That, yeah. in and, that, like... And the so, thing is, Dragon Age has always been like this. That's, that's exactly what Justin Schreier said. Dragon Age always goes through this rambunctious ship, this pirate ship of buccaneers who just go through, crash in the tide, until they've until Mark Dara, you know, in the, in the last couple of months they do what they call bioware magic and they crunch 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 magdara helps tra- move that trajectory and they create a good dragon age game first okay. of all that's not, not healthy, healthy. But, that's but, not healthy but, and magdara's gone healthy, but, yeah magdara's yeah. gone but also specifically in the what was it the past and future of dragon age 4 yes Dara, yeah 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 he, make, he makes a specific reference to that bioware magic that idea yeah. uh that in the last few months you crunch hard enough that you uh, release the game. And he makes specific reference to that specific action is the reason so many original Bioware staffers have left. Yes. Okay, that's scary because what happened this year, we have seen more people leave than we have in how long? Ages. Ten now, people we have do left have the since. pandemic, which is also yeah, true. And people, might, yeah. and Edmonton also, I've been told, is a really awful place to live. It's freezing. You might, you know, you might not during the pandemic. You know, besides that, but people leave for multiple different reasons. Yet we've had five leads, six leads. That's you know, I get it. People leave, people move on, but six leads. And let me read them out just to give a Casey Hudson. You had Mike Dara. You have Aaron LeBray. You had Gabe Highland, you had Asa Roos, and then you had Matthew Goldman. And that, you know, I'm not counting people who left past 2020. This is just in the past uh, 13 months. Yeah, that's that's a multiple leads leaving. Not just people moving on because they got a better job. That's happened, of course. That's happened plenty of times. But these are people who have been at Bioware for a long time, and they've, you know, they're in the lead positions, and they've decided to leave at this pivotal point in development in its production stages. And I think I want to point out, this is like a big industry-wide issue as well because in the little bit of research I've read, I know one game dev was talking about how the industry, the game industry as it is right now, it really like chews people up and um, yeah. it takes yeah. their, their hopes mm-hmm. and their aspirations. Like 
as someone who wants to be a game developer, I can see how this could happen because like I could yeah. I could be really excited to work on a project and I could pour everything into it and, and very easily get burnt out and, and then yeah. get spit out by the company because I mean Absolutely. you're, you're yeah. passionate yeah. about yeah. this. It's yeah. like I want to do this, so you don't really think about overworking yourself, and then you do, and you're burnt out. Yeah. And it's like this endless cycle, so the, the industry just keeps getting new devs and yeah, just you know, okay, out overworking with the old, them. And, yeah, in yes, with the new. And then you end yeah. up with like a. And I mean, like, we're, we're talking about how awful and toxic this is, but also, The Last of Us 2 had a yeah. horrendous yeah. behind the scenes production. It was hell, bad yes. enough that they could not hire animators who worked on games. Naughty Dog was poaching animators who were working at, like, Pixar. People who were wow. working in film animation to work on their game. <laughs> but at the end of the day, The Last of Us 2 is uh, genre-defining, generation-defining. Masterclass in game design that is incredibly divisive, but also yep. was massively, wildly successful. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because it just praises the crunch, doesn't it? You worked really hard, uh, and look what you've got. You've got 10 out of 10s, go figure. It's great. And and unfortunately, that's the case of Dragon Age Inquisition too. You know, in Jason Schreier's articles, they wanted that game to be a failure because they wanted to show that this is what crunch does to the games industry. This was a game created at crunch, but unfortunately to them, but fortunately for us, Inquisition was a fantastic game, in a lot of our opinions, and... That's just proven EA right. That look, your hard work has paid off. This game's been great. People like it. Go create Anthem. Go create Andromeda. Go create Dragon Age 4. Crunch, crunch, crunch. In spite of that, in spite of that, we still got the extension that we're supposed to have a new production pipeline. Or pipeline. Yeah. We're supposed yeah. to have one that's not so nuts. Yeah. 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 But why are people leaving? Yeah. It'll it'll definitely be I, interesting at the end of the day when everything's said and done and we get the next Scryer article and we'll get to see like what exactly happened behind the scenes because I mean it's probably gonna happen I mean it's happened it's, it's gonna happen most <laughs> of the games like this I mean like Cyberpunk yeah. got it and it's yeah. uh, it's so I'm glad that devs can still find success in those conditions but at the same time it's it's so bad because as long as they're as those those games exist where it's like oh yeah crunch did develop this good thing it's like there are always going to be those executives who are like you know what it, it can work sometimes and it can save us money so we're going to try to do it yeah, it's yeah. like please please don't do that yeah. because like at the end of the day we're talking about how we're concerned about the project but i mean i know personally like i'm like i think everyone here can say the same it's like we we want like the devs and stuff to be like yeah okay like that's For the sure. biggest that's concern. the biggest thing yeah because like yeah. we all care about Dragon Age, but you don't you know, want at the end of the to day, see it's... like Dragon Age Four launch, and then we see, all right, Patrick and Karen Weeks are leaving Bioware. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. like, like, no. like no, no, oh no, my god! Them, don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, I think as Dragon Age fan fans, I think it's easy for us to approach this from the perspective of people who are in the fandom and like we know a lot of things about things, but. We the, the average, yeah, sorry, I can't like, words, <laughs> but like, the, fine, fine. the average person who's going to be buying Dragon Age is going to be just kind of a, a guy. Yeah, like just like some person who, oh yeah, I remember Dragon Age Inquisition. I liked riding my horse and fighting demons. There and was that one dude with those wi er, Wicked Witch of the West socks. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's, 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 I think for like, people who are fans of Dragon Age, there is a tendency to be like, yeah, no, please don't, like, 
put the devs into hellish conditions and make them do crunch. But mm -hmm. once like once that trailer comes out and the average gamer bro sees this, oh god, his is it's like the same thing that happened with Pokemon, right? It's like people mm -hmm. who are oh, they're like they're like we <laughs> want crunch, we want crunch right now because I need to have my obscure Pokemon from like the corner of this map that you could only get in this event. If it's not in the game, I will scream. Like, <laughs> there's like people like that who will look at Dragon Age and be like, well, they said it was gonna come out around this time. Yeah. So if it's not out around this time, the game has failed. And like normal people, I think, who are just nice and yeah. care about yeah. the health of employees are gonna be like that. But mm -hmm. a lot of consumers of the product, because it yeah. is a product at the end of the day, are, are going to be Fussy. Like Cyberpunk like like fans. Uh, and I think I think when EA looks at it, like that's. I think that was the mindset last year. However, this year forward, things have changed, and it's all thanks to a little little known IP called Cyberpunk. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm. That is the crowning example of what the fuck happens when you put your devs in shit conditions and make them rush a product. Yeah. And I think that one of the most anticipated games of the past decade being the shittiest fucking thing you can imagine compared to what they promised. Yeah, that, that, tur that turns heads and it's an industry changing movement what forms yeah. around it. Because then it opens up the conversation, well, I don't want this to happen to any other games if they put their people through the same conditions. And it was because it became such a huge mainstream topic that that conversation that became mainstream and people started to speak out more about these conditions. And I think that also may have led to people leaving those conditions where they felt more comfortable, they felt more confident that they could leave behind a shitty work environment. And yeah. I'm concerned that that might be what happened yeah. with Dragon yeah. Age. Yeah. You know, like people becoming, not, not that it's bad that they became confident and left. No, that's fucking great. Good yeah, for them. Absolutely, I hope, yeah. I hope yeah. that that's, that's like what they did if that was the situation, because they need to get out of the situation because it's terrible and no one should go through that. But I just hope that's not the case for Dragon Age, because yeah, that's what yeah. I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think something that I want to chime in and say is we're not looking at this going, we want Dragon Age 4 now. Why haven't Bioware, you know, gave us more, more than constant. We're not saying that. We're saying this year has been surprisingly so silent compared to last year. Is is Are Bioware okay? Are things currently okay? Because we've had a lot of departures. We're not saying this because we want Dragon Age 4 right now. Of course we do. But ultimately, we want the game to be the best it possibly can be coming out whenever the developers want it to come out. That be 2024, 2025, that's fine. But we're just looking at this year and going, what has gone on this year? Where Bioware have been particularly mm -hmm. quiet compared to last. And there are a few things I also want to bring up. With Matthew Goldman, while we may speculate that he could have had some issues at Bioware or there could be an investigation, a lot of his fellow employees have actually gone onto his LinkedIn and have praised his work and have praised what he's done, which kind of brings in the assumption that maybe either, it, I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't have been his fault, but maybe there wasn't a kind of investigation. Maybe it wasn't fully his fault. Maybe he was fired for different reasons. You know, I don't think you would praise your boss if they were someone that you wouldn't want to praise, if you get what I'm trying to say. So yeah. that's something that's yeah. interesting. A lot of colleagues have gone on to, to praise him. Also, something that's interesting is last year, and I have talked about this every single news update leading up to the Game Awards and EA Play. Bioware did write in a blog last year that we would see more on the next Dragon Age in 2021. And yeah, we yep. technically did with concept that. That sounded like they were going to show off more. And so I wonder if that's also been 
an issue with communication or an issue where with a pivot, a reboot, or they've just gone, actually, we can't do that. But there's been no clarity on that too, which has been confusing. And even last year, Dragon Age Day, Bioware said they were going to stream and they didn't. So I don't know if Bioware are just at this current point where they're not being as transparent as they used to be. We, we saw a great campaign of Mass Effect Legendary Edition. They were very transparent about it, but obviously that's a remaster. That's pretty easy I... to be transparent. And so I don't know if there's just this lack of transparency that they said they were aiming for with, you know, the Bioware book that came out last year, with, with all these developers coming out. And last year we saw great signs of improvement. And this year, there just seems to be a, a sense of misconfusion, mis 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 miscommunication, lack of transparency. I think it's because, like, they just don't know what's going to happen. Right. They have yeah. no idea where, like, so, like as we clearly see, a dev could spontaneously leave in the middle of development with no warning whatsoever. Yeah. And it's probably because of situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. That they yeah. can't say anything concrete. Yeah. Because they might not be able to follow up on it down the road. Yeah. Like if you say, all right, guys. We're going to show you a cool gameplay trailer next year. Yeah. And then, like, uh-oh, 50 people left. We can't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. And I think that's why they are just being vague. And that's why they probably just said, we'll talk about it. Because they don't, that, could they mean, don't give, that, yeah. Yeah. that could mean anything. That yeah. could mean we're going to talk about it with this cool gameplay trailer that we can put together. Or we're going to talk about yeah. it through some blog posts and give you yeah. updates. Because yeah. it's clear that the situation at Bioware is one that is not steady it is constantly changing and adapting for better or for worse it is a fluid environment yeah. and they can't make promises based on a future that they don't have 100 percent certainty with with mass effect legendary edition they knew that thing was coming out they yeah. knew when it was coming out and they've known that for a while and they were able to make a clear-cut marketing campaign and communications like communication back and forth between people easy because they knew the timeline leading up to that game's release they don't know that for dragon age yeah. At least they probably don't. They probably have a vague idea, which could be 2023. I think it's 2023, maybe like holiday yeah. 2023 personally. Yeah. But that's still up in the air and anything could happen. Yeah. And I think in a way, Bioware has been in between like a rock and a hard place because there is a lot of speculation about how they're doing, considering how people commonly view their last two releases. I mean, and so as to try to like, combat that i think they've kind of gave us news earlier than they usually would and that's kind of confused people and yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. they they want to show us stuff to reassure us that things are okay but they also are like not ready so it's like yeah it's like <laughs> this big very mess. good point very good well, let's, point. let's yeah. for a minute entertain the idea that everything is fine we're overreacting they did everything a little bit too early that was an accident but everything's fine so we should also point out that Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2, Dragon Age 2, Mass Effect 3, and Dragon Age Inquisition all basically came out back to back to back to back to back, year after year after year after year. I think the only one year break that we had was between Mass Effect 3 and Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. So we have like uh, we have like a look at a timeline right now. Gamers, people who are not really invested specifically in Bioware, have seen roughly what it looks like between when games release uh, for one studio. They yeah. see on the fast end, you can track that shit in like two years if you're using mostly the same assets. On the slow end, you get like, you get The Last of Us, which is what, uh, six years? Six, seven years. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's the longer end. 
Sure, now let's look at Dragon Age 4 and say that it's being done on a no-crunch schedule. Let's say that it's having a longer-than-average production time just because there are more bumps than they expected, but everything's smooth. We still, it has still already been seven years. Yeah. And if it's coming out in 2023, that's a nine-year production gap. Yeah. Like, if things are fine, that's cool. That's a really foreign thing to the outside viewer, though. Yeah. This is... This seems exceptionally strange. Part of me almost wonders if it's like a new trend, because I don't want to compare, but I'm comparing. So Bethesda sort of got like a similar thing going on right now because they were doing the like back to back thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were doing back to back with Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And now it's like we've got this gap because they're doing a new IP. Yeah. And then, well, it's already been ten years since Skyrim, so it's yeah. like, okay, maybe maybe this is a new thing. Maybe this is like a next gen thing. They have to take longer because things are more complicated or something. I don't know. I okay. It, it might just be me. Jack could probably back this up because I yeah, think yeah. he has a better sense of like timelines than I do. Doesn't it kind of feel like we're getting less tie-in content like novels or things like that? We get the comics, but I feel like between 2 and Inquisition, there were a lot of like tie-in novels or other media being released. Oh yeah, there was the entire David Gade's yeah. comic roster, wasn't there, as well, which was... Yeah, we had uh, the Last books, Empire, had... Last Flight, two right. books before Inquisition came out. And Asunder. And Asunder, yeah, yeah, yeah. This might just be like a personal thing, because I'm a very big fan of the official Dragon Age tabletop system, but yeah. I feel like if they're, if they're kind of stuck in a place where they're like, right, we don't want to release any uh, official novels because we're not quite sure about the plot line yet we we want to like keep it vague you have an entire tabletop system like write some pre-written campaigns and let people oh, but it's so shit <laughs> but it's so fun i dis specifically the, like oh, a real quick rant i do not like the dragon age tabletop system specifically because of the magic the fact that you have to learn the less powerful versions of elemental spells to get the higher powerful higher powerful versions is so dumb it's beyond dumb. For, for, like in for those of you who might know D and D in D and D context, it's like you have to take Firebolt to take Scorching Ray to then take Fireball. You can't just get Fireball whenever you want. You have to take the precursor fire spells to get that. It's so dumb. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> That's how it works in in the Dragon Age games. Yes, though. that is how it That's works. What in I, was say. I know it is, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. <laughs> the same universe so it's the same I know, it, it makes sense however comma i don't like it <laughs> well i mean even then even if you don't like the system if they write like campaign module oh yeah that's, that's you fine. can yeah. still convert yeah. it to yeah. another oh campaign. yeah Abs it would absolutely still, it would still be content and it would be interactive content yeah. also and then it's also Not something everyone... you can do with like three people on a team and yeah, then like it's... By the writer's room not everybody enjoys the novels or the comics and they might like turn around and be like oh but i want a game and you get a D &D. Can be like yeah. you, you have a DD game it's yeah. it may not be exactly what you wanted but you can't complain that there's not anything that's being given to you if they really wanted to do something great for like a tie-in thing they could make like a, a module where you play as like just or something built around the time period between inquisition and dragon age 4. yeah you know yeah that'd yeah. be cool that makes, really me cool. think of, it makes me think of the, the tactical game that was mentioned before. Yeah. And also, oh, right, they could right. do oh, something. the one that Dara yeah. was just, like, throwing yeah. out. Like, yeah. If, yeah. Yeah, hypothetically, if we were going to do it, would there be any, would there yeah. be any audience? Yeah. 
Yeah. And then uh, later he was like, uh, listen, guys, I'm not saying that one's in production. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> but they could do something like that, or they could... I know the last court got taken down, but if they really wanted to put something out, they could do something similar to that. Yeah, and that's something that they said they were going to work on, actually, and there hasn't been a story on that since March this year. Uh, Matthew Goldman, community managers, were like, oh, yeah, we're we're hopeful for the last cut to to make a comeback, and nothing's been done. And I get it. Yes, takes time. Things you need to be... But but, that game's already there. They just need to... I don't know what they need to do because I'm not a game developer, but all it needed to do was run, not run on on Java, which I I imagine is a hard task, but they they gave us an indicator that they were going to do it. So what are they doing about it? You know, like, I I don't know. I just, this communication is an issue. It really is. Like, say what you're going to do. One day, Bioware blog, we'll have you back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one day. Perhaps perhaps I treated you too harshly. (laughs) Yeah. Dragon Age VR roller coaster ride in Dubai, return when? But something, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. But something that I also was <laughs> noticed though, this year, by the way, we're all on Star Wars Old Republic because it's its 10 year anniversary. And I think they recently mm-hmm. delayed the DLC for that too. Now, it's no conspiracy whatsoever. But I'm just saying, it's just a bit, it just seems a bit tits up for Bioware this year. It just seems like nothing is going according to plan. What was the Star Wars game? Not Eclipse. The one that was like the remake. It was not the remake of the old Bioware. Knights of the Old Republic, yeah, by Aspire Media. Lots of Bioware yeah, they're not, they're going not, they're, not even ma- they're not even making that. Like someone else. No, yeah. Is, and that's ex, that. that's ex Bioware developers. Courtney Woods, who wrote also, the best of internet story other than Dread Will Take You. Eight Little Talons left Bioware February last year and she's working at aspire now to work on that knights of the republic mm-hmm. remake also uh old bioware devs working on the that game nightingale oh yes which nightingale. was shot yeah. at the game awards which yeah. i think looks pretty cool yeah. it's definitely yeah. not a bioware game mm-hmm. but i like the i like that I, I like the way that game looks uh, yeah and yeah. I, I definitely want to play it but... and it's got bioware talent behind it you know why not mm-hmm. like um and i just hope that we don't get to this point where we're looking for other games to play than bioware games because nobody else create is currently creates bioware games but i think we're going to get into an industry now where spiders games who create bound by flame you know they're now becoming sort of like a bioware you know like a bioware game, game dev team and i just don't want bioware to be overshadowed i don't want bioware to come out again and be be what they want to wear. But that's a different that's a different story and a different topic for another time. It just feels like this year hasn't been Bioware's year. I mean, like, the landscape is also changing so much right now. Marshall, you mentioned it with Cyberpunk and how oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it's changing uh, the outlook uh, yeah. of gamers and, or the general audience on Crunch. And, now it uh, affects them schedules. because the game is bad. <laughs> but yeah. also, like, game sequels are also completely changing in scope. Like, God of War Ragnarok is, uh, was like a PS4 era that was one of the, the defining uh, games of the era. Its sequel is coming out four years after and finishes the story. Yeah, yeah. It's, Wait, it yes. does? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. 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 There will be no more, yeah. at least, of this direct narrative well, it's after. Yeah, it is the no completion story. of yeah. everything that was done. Yeah. Hot dang, yeah. all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be a trilogy. <laughs> 2018. Well, yeah, bar- or because like the games or the previous games director said like, all right, all right, if we're going to Corey? everything run relatively smooth, what this means is that if we were going to make this a trilogy, it's like four and a half to five years between game releases. Yeah. That means God of War three would not be coming out until like 2028, 2029. Yeah. You have to wait ten years for this. 
and you know all of us over here in Bioware Town are clamoring. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna have to wait. We're not gonna have to wait ten years, and then it's gonna come out in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. And this is probably a really hot take. I wouldn't mind if Dragon Age 4 is the last Dragon Age game. Just if, the, you know, the narrative fishing. I know that they couldn't do that because of all the plot lines. But if they trim all the fat and they add DLC and they go, this is it, guys. This is the final Dragon Age game. This is everything we want. I don't know how they could do it, but I wouldn't mind it. Because of just how long we've waited for 4. It's been not how many, how many years? Seven years since Dragon Age, Dragon Age Inquisition. And if, we, if you're listening to 2022, well, almost it. Keep them... Probably keep in mind. I probably want to say like 2015 because that's when Trespasser came out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fair, you know, also, fair point. Fair point. Fair we should bear in mind though that like DLC releases aren't a sustainable model. Like Trespasser, no, no. 25% the best of audiences. Yeah. So like like less than 25%. Yeah. Yeah. Inquisition. You're right. No, you're right. I think that a lot of I I don't know if anyone remembers this, but when Trespasser came out, there were a lot of people. Who were really angry about it because it, it, it wasn't, wasn't in the base game yeah it mm -hmm. wasn't it wasn't it wasn't just that it was it was not available to like on previous consoles players yeah yeah it oh, wasn't yeah, available yeah. to 360 players and people were like you're expecting me to pay for the ending and i can't even access it if i yeah yeah which just yeah so like, uh, the, the, the point of them recreating sorry the point of them you know utilizing inquisition for xbox 360 and next gen was just redundant because they couldn't even give them the ending DLC. Like, I guess yeah. what, we've, what we've stumbled upon is uh, maybe how untenable Bioware's position is with Dragon Age 4. Yeah, yeah. We might have just accidentally stumbled upon, like, maybe this is why everything is taking so long, because actually most of the directions they can take right now aren't going to be completely satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Uh. It's going to be a hard, hard case for Dragon Age 4 to be perfect. Obviously, right. but it, they need you know. I don't want to Literally give them pressure for them to finish yeah. everything set up in Inquisition. Yeah, it's it, they can't do that in four. That's why they need to do something, because I think I've talked about this in previous videos. But there's there's just so many plot points to wrap up. And yes, exactly. they could trim it. They could go, but they've just introduced the Titans and the you know the dwarves finally have content, and we don't even know much about the Qunari other than you know parts of their lore. But there's so much that they they're, they're introducing. And if Lenta kind of go, okay, it's all the elves. Um, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. To be honest, Ending. like if but... they if they did try to do that and they try to stuff everything into four, it would be like the eighth season of Game of Thrones. Movie. It would. Yeah. It would. Absolutely. Because there would be all these loose ends that. Yeah. Like all these interesting like narratives that they could explore that they would just be ignoring or like cutting short yeah. or like giving like quick and easy answers to. So it wouldn't. For me, it just like I, yeah. I get it, but like it wouldn't be. It wouldn't yeah. be right. It know? wouldn't so be he tears down the veil and laughs as he sees mm -hmm. souls burn. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it, just, it just ends there. <laughs> just, That's just, it. That's every, the game. Everyone died. And he rides over. an arch demon into the sunset. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, nuts. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. And hopefully we do see something just to let us know that things aren't falling apart at the seams. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think to, to go out with this podcast with a bang, I think we've said all we can really say. Let's end on some hopes and expectations for the future. What do people, what, what are people's hopes, expectations? It doesn't have to be positive. What, like, I'd say, what are your hopes slash expectations for, for the future? For, for 2022, let's just say. Kinari wife. Kinari wife. Amazing. Kinari wife. Kinari wife. Yes. Um, wife. I want a girl wife. 
Like, oh my god, yeah. Just everybody's everybody's wishes are just everybody wants wives. Yeah, we have a harem, please. That's 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 just the joke, is but like legitimately, just like anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Any sort of major like update to Dragon Age Four: The Polycule. Just a title. Be able to do like a poly romance just because the way that they program romances in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. If I could wish for anything, I'm not obviously going to wish for the game because I know that's impossible, but maybe yeah. like a tie in novel, like another one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love the novels. Yeah. Me too. Tevinter Nights was like a blessing because it, it came oh. right yes. before oh. the pandemic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she was so. Just. She, she, <laughs> she, she, was a, she was a rock star. She was a, <laughs> she was a rock star. <laughs> my big hope, uh, and this is like, I guess this is like sort of advice for Bioware. Um, Listen up, Bioware. Leading, leading up to the release of Dragon Age 4 in the final months, like two months before, make sure that you've like talked to the weeks. You should give, you should give weeks, or I guess the weeks as a pair, a uh, graphic novel series just dedicated to exploring Solus' backstory. Do it as a graphic novel series. It is impossible to do that in a game, especially Bioware style. You cannot have player choice and also tell the story of the downfall of Dr. Eggman. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Jim Carrey as Solus. Oh no. He's got the chin for it. He does. He does have the chin for it, So... So, uh, so, like, if you announce that, like, two months beforehand, you announce when Dragon Age 4 releases on the next comic Wednesday-ish, or actually, the Wednesday before, we're releasing issue one of yeah. Dragon Age. Eggman. Uh, dra- uh, <laughs> Dragon Age Eggman. Uh, you know, <laughs> The Veil Rises or something. Whatever yeah. the series is. And issue one, you know, you see what the world looked like before The Veil. You see what a world of pure magic looked like. And then just after the game releases, you have weekly updates for four to eight weeks of this amazing thing that fans will go absolutely feral for. And you announce oh, yes. it a few months ahead of time. That's so much free press. The the Soul of Ellens will do all your marketing for you, except they <laughs> might go a little bit too insane and alienate some people. Too accurate. They might go on the Twitter and scare a few people off, but mm. you know it's fine. It might be it might be worth it. I think it might be worth it. I think it'd be worth it, especially if you open uh, you do the origin thing. Soulless buddies doing stuff with blood. He's got a blood dragon. I'll have no fury like a solo villain scorn. <laughs> oh man, my uh, my biggest hope is similar to that. I just want more Nunzio and Christina Weir comics. They do yeah. a fantastic job. They really have not just kind of releasing content for the sake of it. No, it's not like, like they are releasing really quality good stuff while we do wait for the next game, but also building up the next game story in some ways. But even more than that, just giving us amazing characters in the Dragon Age universe. It's not just about the wait. And I know that it comes across as like, oh, well, it's just Dragon Age content all the way for Dragon Age. It, it really is more than that because Vaya, Sir Aaron, Calix, mm-hmm. Francesca, and these characters are fantastic. As to where the universe is at. Yeah, and we get it. We yeah. get a look at you know 
parts of Tavinta that we would never see. The Canary Invasion, I don't know how much, I don't have a clue. But even more than that, we get to see the screenplay behind the scenes. Like, for, for example, Tavinta's jewellery obsession. They love jewellery, and you get to see that from the comic's direction. You get to see things that you wouldn't see. Uh, and, and you get a glimpse at different lives, and I love that. You know, it removes the choice, and it just tells you this linear story, which is fantastic. And I love that. And, and I would just... I, yeah, I really exactly. exactly. And I'd love more. I really would. Because they do so well, and I heard a little bit of what, what they want to do in the future, and I want that to come to pass. I, I think that Bioware's tie-in content has the potential to do what I think the Halo books do to Halo. Yeah. And that is take the what's established in the games and just fucking go Go with it. Yeah. with it. Yeah, run away with it. And yeah. Like, oh, this character died in this game? Nope, here he's back, and we're going to give him redemption arc now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, like, they just expand on the lore, show different perspectives. Yeah. Like, I would love, I would love a, uh, like a comic or a, or a book from everyone's perspective in any upcoming conflicts. Like, I want a book about uh, Sten and Parvala. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then we get an in depth look about the Kunari going into exactly. the Kunari to venture conflict. Oh, my God. Kind of like how, you know, if you were a little bit of a fool and decided to make Gaspard the leader of Orle, uh, no, 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 no. If you were a bit of a fool and decided to make everyone the leader of Orle, and then you read <laughs> the Masked Empire and figure out why that's the worst fucking idea ever, you feel a little silly, you know. And then you have the the right <laughs> the way to inform, yeah, yeah the yeah. context for the broader world narrative. Absolutely. I would like more content on the Canary, please. <laughs> I just, like, I've said this like 10,000 times, yeah. but like Bioware can't make a country that, while it has problems, I'm not saying that the Canary don't have problems. I'm saying that in a world that mostly runs off of feudal medieval era serfdom, they created a partially functioning socialist society realized that they made them make some points and then we're like oh but um they have re-education camps so watch out and it's like bioware you need to go you need to go deeper with these guys sorry, they made a really dragon interesting age. society sorry sin dragon age 4 takes place right after the kinari invasion ends they're actually they've actually been exiled from Tavinter. <gasps> oh right yes of course uh, the main conflict that we're not gonna have anything to yeah, do with <laughs> anything with the kinari at all Ignore the fact that trespassers set them up so heavily. That makes me think of like, <laughs> think of the mage Templar <laughs> War because it was just like, oh yeah, that's right. That that's exactly what happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> After the Q, oh man, Dragon Age Four starts with the explosion at the Kunari Dementor Peace Conference. <laughs> oh, that, sentence, that sentence alone, Kunari Dementor Peace Conference is more fantastical than the existence of dragons in this setting. <laughs> yeah, true. That's not true. that's not going to happen. That's not. Man, it's a good thing we skipped over all those years of conflict and war and intrigue. Anyway, what do we do now? Oh, oh would you look at that? It's uh, Solus and he's done Solus the and dance with the architect. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying that I think that Dragon Age has set up some really interesting stuff about the Kamari yeah. in Winter mm -hmm. Nights. Like, they brought out a whole... They mm, introduced yeah. the fact that the Canari are basically the only people who not only have a concept of war crimes, but also persecute people for those war crimes and actively investigate them. Beyond even Canari as well, like, with the dwarves, what do we have right next to Tevinter? We know. have an entire newly Ty found yeah, tide with, like, steampunk yeah. dwarves. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, maybe they're... That, yeah, well, that's, that's how it seems. That's how it uh, in, feels, yeah. In, in Origins, they they overtly mention 
uh, in a codex entry that you can find if you're a dwarven noble that Kalsharok dwarves have all sorts of weird technology that the dwarves of Orzammar do not understand and yeah. the uh, people at Tevinter cannot wrap their heads around. Plus, we've also seen, like, from other codex entries, like, maybe they're, like, wardened or maybe they're yeah, titans. Oh, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Of course, because they smell of the blight. Introduce... They smell of the blight, or they have a connection right. to the blight, or there's something like that. And they have those yeah. gray eyes. Yes, yeah. Oh, so, so they're like, like, like dirt. All I'm saying is that, all, of course, Bioware would introduce the dwarves with the American accents and the first ones to invent guns. Like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hi, welcome to Dragon Age 4. Here's your block. Enjoy your stay. Yeah. <laughs> my, fa my favorite aesthetic, like, my favorite meme aesthetic is high fantasy character with a modern age Glock. <laughs> it's just so funny. I'm gonna shoot you. Sorry, Solus. I don't care what kind of spells you have. <laughs> I've got and a Glock. Like, open up to the AR. I'm out of mana. AK-47. I'm out of mana, but I'm not out of options. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah. Uh, it's like it's like uh, grunt. I don't need luck. I've got ammo. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Age Four has the potential to be so infinitely satisfying and interesting. The number of options available to a game primarily set into Winter with access to Antiven Crows, a oh, war yes. or an ongoing war with the Kinari, directs like neighboring with Kalsharok, the Inquisition running around trying to foil Solus, Solus bringing out and resurrecting ancient elven structures. And wardens. the architect and the war er oh my god, yeah, the wardens. Yeah, the wardens probably sold the locations of oh. the remaining archdemons to Tevinter. Like so yeah. much is going on. Yeah. You can do yeah. so much with And the then you've game. got Navarra and the Mortalitasi as oh well, though, which god. is a brand new culture that we've barely even seen and we're getting more out of the short stories. And it's like ah. I feel like Dragon Age Inquisition was like the game where we were able to see things that had been previously mentioned and like right. in like yeah. a in yeah. passing like oh you know Olé. Like, here's yeah. what it looks like Absolutely. but Dragon Age Inquisition had that Dragon Age 4 has the possibility because the whole plot line is right let's find people who Solus don't doesn't know like let's find mm -hmm. people and things that Solus can't prepare for if you have things like a gun, elements, a gun. yeah, like a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Solus, you know, he's prepared for everything, but is he prepared for the Glock? For bullet? <laughs> but like, is, he is he prepared for an M19? I don't think so. I want to see the offended look on his face when he's have... shot the first time. <laughs> have, the potential to have these like pieces of lore that have been vaguely mentioned, yeah. but not anywhere near the stuff that we saw in Inquisition that had been mentioned before. Like, okay, again, I'm sorry I'm a Canari stan, but like, Solus doesn't know shit about the Canari. Solus <laughs> oh, thinks no. that he knows things about the Canari because he's heard stereotypes. And it's really annoying because he's constantly telling Bull about how uh, stupid and like lacking in freedom Bull is due to his upbringing. Uh, and, and it's I mean, kind his of- his name is Pride, like. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hugely presumptive guy. Exactly. Who, he has never had a successful plan. Every single plan him. that he's ever had has gone horrifically wrong. No, yeah, which no is why if we bring him these these elements of the lore that have been mm -hmm. like kind of touched upon, like the Canari, like Kalsharok. Mm -hmm. One that I haven't heard anyone discuss is like, okay, obviously we're going to the Anderfels if right. we're gonna have yeah. the 
Yeah. Nobody talks about how there's an entire sea to the west of the Anderfels, and across that sea, there's a con. Like, it's talked about in, like, one codex entry where it says that all of the ship's captains are dwarves, and they're, like, they trade really rare things. Mm -hmm. There's something over Ooh. there. I don't also, know if we're gonna talk about it. There's also the executors. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. Yeah, we're getting the executors. Yes. Those are guaranteed oh. a big deal. Huge, and then on, huge. On Solus' side of the conflict, we have the entirety of like ancient Arlathan and like everything right. that was going on there, which is also yeah. the opportunity to bring in some like aesthetics, visuals, and like lore that we have no clue what it's and like. And we have the yeah. real answer to what spirits are laying on that side as well. I think that Dragon Age 4 has the potential to be a soft reset for the Dragon Age series because it's for not sure. like Absolutely. you're it's something that like people can start off with DA4. Yeah, I agree. It's a completely different setting. Yeah. And it's going to definitely be bringing in factions that are older from like but completely games, different but though as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. A problem with like Inquisition and like getting people into Dragon Age now is yeah. being like having to sit down and have the talk of like, all right, here's what's going on. These are the yes. factions. Uh, yeah. You know, like, you know, elves and games, well, they're oppressed now. And mages are also oppressed now. And throw away what you think about fantasy. This is what's going on. And you have to, like, give the rundown on all these things. And Inquisition right. is kind and of then, hard to get people into. It is. And the opening of like, three like, hours are, like, kind other... of a Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah first, so clunky. The like, what? Inquisition is, like, mm. the beginning of Inquisition needs you to have concepts like, what is the Mage Templar War? What is yeah. a mage and what is a templar in this setting? And like, what is even the if, fade? How are even if you've read everything and you've played Inquisition before, you still go into that opening act and you're like, okay, what's happening? Yes. Why is yeah? Why are we going why? to Belrayo and yeah. this is where the templars are? And like, okay, so we can't talk to the templars. Oh, so we yeah. still have to go try and ally with them. This yeah. Why like... did we, why did we go to Valrayo? <laughs> <laughs> to speak to the mothers, the uh, mothers of the gentry. But then they rejected us, and the Templars suddenly were there too, and it's like, oh, okay, but they don't want to talk to us either, so what do we do? We go out to the hinterlands and we farm power, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Man, want that. I, sh yeah, I no, sure do no. love staking a pole in the ground and being able to progress the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay, wait, there was that we wanted in Dragon Age 4. I don't want fetch quests. Yes. There was, there was, oh my god, so that was like the point of Joplin, like... Yeah. They say specifically oh. that Joplin, <laughs> yeah. in in big part, existed to do away with all of these things that were super hated about Inquisition, like the fact that half the game was fetch quest, like the fact that, uh, like people compared it to a single player MMO uh, yeah. when it was out. People still compare it to that. Yeah, they do. And then they built a game around being maybe an MMO. And now we've taken out the multiplayer part of it. Oh, yeah. it's so scary! Oh. I, I guarantee you, the worlds are going to be, the, the, the areas are going to be large. We're going to have mounts. And it's going to just be a big, big open spaces. Because that's what, like, would have fit for a multiplayer setting. We don't know the, the depths of how multiplayer it got. Yeah. But it's, like, mm, looking a little weird. We also don't know how far into development they got. You know, before they, they removed it, it. yeah. yeah but before, it, it, before yeah. Like... I guess a way to end this, I guess, would be just a, what are some of our encouraging notes that we can give to the Bioware staff? The setting as it exists right now, with all of the moving parts that exist, are infinitely amazing, and any one thing that you can add publicly will set the fan base to go feral. We will yeah. go absolutely crazy, and we will love you and praise you. Just don't be silent. 
we have listed like uh like at least six great factions right now uh and you just need to give us a crumb just give us a crumb and we will go so far just a little bit and we'll take it so far if you want the negative the currently at least in my opinion the negative slash worrying perspective with dragon age is going on right now to kind of go away just talk about stuff more Talk about what you plan on like putting into this game. Talk about the direction you think you're going to go. And you don't have to commit to showing us anything if things are up in the air and it's a little hazy. But that communication it will calm people down and will lessen the worry. If you're open with the people, it's going to make for a much better like experience. I know that's not like probably probably not Bioware's input on if they can speak or not, but... Hopefully they can convince whoever's input it is to let them do that. Yeah. What I want to say is just that I want to let the devs know. I don't know if any of them are going to listen to what I have to say. But whenever we hyperanalyze a piece of concept art or a tweet or whatever is going on, it doesn't mean that we're mad at you. It just means that we're really hungry for news. Um, It's nothing that is critical of you everything everybody in the dragon age fandom thinks you guys are so fun and funky fresh please keep going we love you sorry that we get too over enthusiastic we are just hungry for news yeah. to build off what sid said i mean like yeah we're just a bunch of like nerds i mean it's, <laughs> we're goofy we like you guys so much we love you guys like <laughs> take care of yourselves don't take what we say too seriously i want to echo what everyone said here just i'd love it if you guys would just speak a little bit more just I know EA execs, I know there are things you cannot talk about, but when situations like the Goldman thing happen and the single player pivot, it just helps so much just having a quick little paragraph on the blog of what's going on. And I get it, there are so many things you can't talk about and it's internal and it's HR, but it just, just to save the fandom and to get us going and just to give us some positivity and it's already kind of impending time. You just speak, just be transparent, because that's what we fell in love with Bioware in the first place, the community, how transparent the devs have been in the past. To have that again for Dragon Age will be fantastic. But also, we really do appreciate you guys. We, you know, and, and even not even the ones on Twitter. I know a lot of developers are not on Twitter, they're not on social media, because they, they you know, it, it's, it's a blessing that we do have those developers who are on Twitter, who are verified and who are actually talking. But to the ones who are just working everywhere on the next Dragon Age game, we absolutely appreciate you. And when we talk about certain departures, we are not diminishing your effort to the game. No way, absolutely. No no way, completely respect that. It's just when creatives are leaving and leads, we do worry about that. But we completely respect the effort and work that you are putting in. And we will not doom scroll endlessly because we do appreciate your input. So yeah, we, we just would appreciate more communication, but we can understand. Um, yeah. Anyway, everybody... Shout out where people can find you if they want to follow you. Let's start with Sid. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So I've been into Dragon Age since 2014. So you can find my Dragon Age Twitter at ThatTomasrin. I'm a huge Canary stan and the resident Anders apologist in this friend group. Um, but also a lot of people who know me know me from the One Piece fandom. So if you like One Piece, you should follow my TikTok at MidDynamite. I've made like a Dragon Age recipe over there. I, I want to make more videos about Dragon Age. But like, yeah, follow me. Hell yeah, follow it, Megan. I'm I'm not super active right now because like college. Yeah, yeah. But but if you want to say hi or anything, um, I mainly am active on Twitter. If I am active, and my Twitter is at happy underscore Ferelden. I came up with that when I was like 14, so <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> Crease. 
uh, nobody should ever follow me anywhere. It's, <laughs> it sucks. I don't post anything. I occasionally leave, uh, I occasionally leave vaguely shitty comments or most, er, but I hope I'm not too shitty. Uh, I'm off Twitter right now because I was getting, uh, I was, it was, it was real bad for my mental health. So nobody follow me anywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Marshall? Uh, Brian, I also don't post if I am more active on Twitter. So just uh, at, at Marshall underscore M09 is my Twitter. So awesome. feel yeah, free if, to follow. I can't promise anything, but... <laughs> if anybody listening would like to get more of us, these are my mods. So join my Discord, become a channel member today, and you can talk to us whenever you want in my Dragon Age Discord server. Yeah! But I just want to thank every single one of you guys for listening and everyone here Marshall, Sid, Chris and Megan for joining me for this final video of 2021. If you're listening in 2022, I hope it's better on the other side. If you have Dragon Age <laughs> news, please let us know. <laughs> please I let us know. This video becomes outdated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh you want to give us a time machine so bad, please. <laughs> but to everybody who's listening in 2021, just want to wish you all a happy new year. Hope you have a fantastic uh, holiday season and I just yeah, I just hope that you're safe out there and you're just having great celebrations. And uh, Happy yeah. New Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Merry Happy New Year. Happy 2022. See you in the new year. This is all of us out. But yeah, see you later, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.